Hey, Jake, do me a favor. Tanner's going to give you two AA batteries in the sound booth. Bring them up to me, would you? Thanks, Jake. All right. I'm going to get ready because I'm about to lose power on oh, my yeah, guitar, I can that. tell. Oh, I need a light. Sam, give me a clip on light. One of the big lights, they're right down by the thing. We didn't replace them yet, so let's replace them. Just plugged in down there. Awesome, Here. thank you. Here, Rob, oh, take that one. Okay. There should be one down there. Yeah, it is. I plugged it in. Oh, maybe not. No. I plugged it in. You know, I got one. Okay. Okay. They well, they got two, and Madeline has one, so I need to buy another one. Okay. Hey Susan, would you the window that's right by you in the front? When you would you open it just a little bit? It'll keep airflow, but it'll also uh, help to keep the temperature. When the heater goes on, it starts like it'll get up to seventy-five, and then it'll. It's crazy. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. You ready to worship this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, let's. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a declaration this morning, and we're gonna we're gonna start with us to uh, a song that helps us to to understand where the battle actually is. God, you see the empty 
this morning we declare that the battle belongs to you father this everything that we're going through everything that's going on in this nation in the world god the battle belongs to you god i pray that you would help us to focus upon you the king of kings and the lord of lords and not upon ourselves god not upon world leaders not upon doctors not upon accountants not upon jobs not anything god but all the battles belong to you you are our provider you are our king, our savior, our lover, our friend. God, we, we focus and look upon you. God, we thank you that we don't deserve to be called children of God. God, we thank you that in this life, God, we fail and we fall, but you are always faithful, God. Lord, you bring us back to yourself and you convict our hearts and you, and you offer us forgiveness because of the blood of Jesus. And this morning, God, we pray that you would help us to understand that we rely on you and that your grace is truly enough for us, God.
Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain, firm beneath my feet. Your love is a mystery, how you gently lift me. When I am surrounded, you'll love carry. Your love's amazing. Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain, firm beneath my feet. Your love is a mystery, how you gently lift me. When I am surrounded, your love carries me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Your love is surprising, I can feel it rising. All the joy that's growing deep inside of me. Every time I see you, all your goodness shines through. I can feel this God song rising up in me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your hallelujah, let's sing that again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Yes, you make me sing. Lord, you make me sing, sing, sing. How you make me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, 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 your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, 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 your love makes me sing.
then you came to my rescue and I, I want to be where you Let me go. 
hear you say that I'm your friend. You were my desire. No one else will do. Cause nothing else could take your place. To feel the warmth of your Find a way Bring me back to you Bring me back to you, Lord You're all I want You're all I ever needed You're all
God, we thank you that your scriptures that are true and they are life, God, teach us that you are always near. God, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. God, you're as close as a whisper. Father, it says that you know our coming and going. God, you know our thoughts. You know our heart better than we do. God, and at times we we don't feel you, we don't see you, God, but we pray that you would help us to know that you are near. God, I pray that for comfort, that we would know that you're near when we're hurting or worried or afraid. God, I also pray that in those times where we're beginning to stray and wander off and do the things that you've brought us out of and called us out of, that you would in those moments also help us to know that you are near, that you're always there. God, bring us back to you in all ways at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Check one, two. Hey, how's everybody doing this morning? You have to remember I'm a youth leader. How's everybody doing this morning? Yay! See, I just need validation. No. <laughs> Good morning, Journey Church. We're so excited you guys are here today. If you're joining us for the first time, we would love to get connected with you. We do have connection cards on the front pockets of the seats where you can fill those out and put them in the tithe and offering boxes in the back. And then um, one announcement I have for you guys. Susan Stop and Brink is going to be starting um, a couple women's Bible studies. Well, they're actually, it's a book study. And if you are a woman <laughs> and you are interested in potentially uh, taking part in these studies, we have a little survey here. And um, basically, it's just going to ask you a couple little questions about maybe some things that you're going through in addition to a couple times that would work best for you to meet. And there are options for those of you online where you can meet online on Zoom as well. And if you go to the Journey Church Facebook page, we did post a link for SurveyMonkey where you can fill that out online as well. So for those of you at home watching and you're interested in doing a Bible study online, go to the Facebook page for the Journey Church and you can fill out that survey for us as well. And then do I have a Vanna White, <coughs> Madeline, uh, that would like to <laughs> <laughs> pass these out if there's any women that need one and if you do just go ahead and raise your hand if you haven't filled one out we've got one over here I feel like an auctioneer right over here right over there um <laughs> all right and then my next announcement for you guys is we are partnering with um it's called the holiday giving collaborative and it's community based within big bear and they basically, they give out free meals during the holidays and the different churches in Big Bear and different organizations. Um, we all come together and we um, basically, we say, hey, we're going to provide these many meals and we have a list and there's a process on those that maybe need food where you can go online and we do an interview with them. And um, anyways, the Journey Church, thank you so much, Vanna White, Maddie White, um, <laughs> The Journey Church has decided to give, I think, about five um, Thanksgiving meals. And so if God has laid it on your heart where maybe you want to 
donate some money towards that cause, or even if you would like to bring in some non-perishable Thanksgiving food items. You know, we do can drive sometimes, and you get, like, the weirdest food that's been stuck in the back of the cupboard for so many years. And so we're looking for specifically um, Thanksgiving meals, non-perishable foods that you can donate towards that. So that's the only announcements that I have for you guys. Um, with that, we're just going to move into our time of tithes and offerings. And I was just thinking about it as we were worshiping about, you know, when we tithe and we give, it's another act of showing that we trust God. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes every month when I get my check and I know that I have to give that first fruit, God talks about that first fruit that we give back to him, meaning that first portion of the check that goes back to God, what he's already given to us. That is a form of us saying, Lord, I trust you because maybe this month it's tight or whatever that looks like for any of any of us. Um, but when we tithe and we give back, we know that we're giving to the Lord's work. We're furthering his kingdom. We're allowing the ministries within, within this church body to expand and grow. And, um, yeah, so it's really exciting that we get the opportunity to take part in what the bigger picture of what God is doing when we tithe and we give of our offerings. So with that, I, <laughs> I've been here so long. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and pray. So. Father, you are so good, and we thank, thank you for the many ways that you bless us, Lord. God, we ask that for some of us or all of us, God, whatever it looks like for us when we give back to you, whether it's hard and maybe finances are tight, Lord, we just ask, God, that just as you said in your word that we can test you in this, Lord, knowing that you will provide, you will be there for your, um, your children as we give back to you what you've already given to us. Lord, we love you, and we're so excited to see your kingdom grow. Lord, as we are in a time of just so much unrest and, and negativity and just, ugh, Lord, we invite your kingdom to come. We invite your love, your joy, your goodness, God, the, the free gift that you have given for so many, Lord. And, God, we ask that you would give us boldness to share that goodness with the rest of the world, no matter what it costs, Lord, that we would sacrifice our our comfortability, Lord, to be bold and tell the world of who you are. Lord, we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This, this week I was uh, 
uh, I heard of another pastor who shared a story, and and I read that, and I went, I, I can't imagine that didn't happen in my family because it just seemed like something would happen in my family. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I love smells, and, and, and smells will, will tell you a lot about what's happening. Um, you know, in, you, in the morning, somebody turns on the coffee, and it starts brewing. I mean, it's just it's a wonderful smell. Um, bacon. Bacon is like the most awesome smell in, in the world. There's a pastor I was reading about this, this week, and he had a little story where he w- they were driving in, in, in down in the south, and, uh, and it was barbecue area, you know. And so uh, he got into this town, and uh, he rolled his window down, and all of a sudden the barbecue, you know, pork ribs and all the things just started wafting in the car. And he's like, oh, man, he was looking at his watch. It's like getting close to lunchtime. And he's just getting hungry and hungry, and his, his kids were in the back. And I'm like, this would be me. And he goes, hey, kids, what's that smell? And all three kids goes, it wasn't me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, smells say a lot. We used to live up in, in, in Oakdale, California, which is, is kind of the farm, is part of the farming country up there. And, um, you know, Oakdale is known as the cowboy capital of the world. And, and when we lived there, um, there were three main sources of, of income. There's a lot of agricultural, but uh, there was a Hershey's ch- uh, chocolate plant up there, and it was the biggest one on the West Coast. Sadly, it closed and went to Mexico, and I was kind of uh, bummed about that. Um, and you know, it, it really hit, did hit our town pretty bad. And um, so, but we'd smell chocolate, and you know, burning chocolate at times. Um, but there was also the Hunt's tomato plant was up there. So you, if you've ever driven up the 99 or the 5 and you get around Tracy area and there's all those tomatoes there, a lot of them are driving in to Oakdale, a little tiny town, where they'd be processed at the Hunt's uh, tomato factory. And so they would process them and can them and, uh, you know, and, and then send them out. And the other thing we had a lot of is we had dairy cows, thousands of dairy cows in the area. And, uh, and so that was cool. We, we knew some dairy farmers. We got to go out to their farms and, and, and see the cows. In fact, at one point, we almost bought a cow um, so we could get fresh milk, but uh, that, that, that would have been awesome. You just have a fresh milk every day. But, uh, and so some days, you, you, you could smell the chocolate. It was nice. And some days, you could smell the tomatoes. Some days, you could smell the manure. On a really good day, the wind would be just right, and you could all smell all three of them at the same time, which was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Chocolate tomato poop. I mean, you know, anyway, it was just not a good smell. And, and I, I, I remember when we first got into town, um, before we knew all those things were there, and, um, and one of the older, older uh, guys in the church, I would go, I, I said, hey, hey, Wayne, what's that smell? And he goes... Smells like money to me, <laughs> because all those things produced money, right? But uh, you know, aromas—they're—they're—they're they're, they're all around us. God gave us this um, ability to smell things that's—that's that's really, you know, quite uh, quite amazing. And some of you have better noses than others. In my family, I am the nose, and Shannon is not. And uh, which for me, it's it's a good thing because there's times that I'm able to get away with things that she can't smell. But um, but other times I can smell everything. And, uh, you know, and so, I mean, and, and Madeline's got I think Madeline's got my nose. So, you know, people, you know, kids, will come, dad, is this bad? I'm, I'm the bad. Yeah, that's bad. And so now 
Uh, I do the same thing to Madeline. Maybe my nose is getting worse, but I go, Madeline, is that bad? I go to Shannon. She goes, smells good to me. I'm like, no, there's something off with this. And so Madeline or I will be the, the, the checkers. And, you know, God has given us these noses uh, that, that are amazing. Um, and the, the nose, uh, you know, these the, the ability to smell things enhances our ability to taste. And, um, and in fact, I don't know if you've ever been eating something and then a bad, a bad odor wafts in right when you take a bite and now it smells or tastes like you're eating whatever you're smelling. That's always a bummer. I, I love when we go out to eat. Sometimes Shannon will, you know, we'll go out to eat, we'll get our food and right before we, right when we start eating, she pulls out her, her, um, hand sanitizer and does her hands. Well, she also has scented hand sanitizer. And so there's been a lot of times where I'm taking a nice big bite of a hamburger or something and she pours this scented hand sanitizer in my, and I, and I feel like I'm eating scented hand sanitizer. It's amazing, right? Um, you know, and so we know, you know, our, our sense of, of smell is, uh, is, is, a gift and a curse at times, but things have an aroma. Um, have you noticed that people have an aroma, a little aroma? There's times you, um, you, you, you just, you can, you, you, you know, people smell, um, Madeline's friends and her were talking about how people's houses smell. you like, you, you know, there's, there's house smells. Your grandma's house had a smell and, um, and, and, and you probably, at, at times you might have thought it was weird, but if your grandma's passed away, you miss that smell. And if you smell something similar to it, it brings back memories. You know, there, there's odors that we have. And uh, some of you should work on yours. Um, not saying anything, but, uh, um, but, but we do. You know, we, we have odors. Every, everybody's chemistry is, is different. Well, this morning I want to talk a little bit, a bit about um, odors. And, and, and really, I'm going to use the word aroma or fragrance, and, um, because we actually uh, have a fragrance. And this morning, I'm going to go into, uh, I want to go into a, uh, a little bit. I want to read out 2 Corinthians 2.15. Start with, this is, I've read this passage um, so many times, and, and um, I, 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 I always understood it on the level that I understand understand it. Uh, here, here's a freebie for you guys um, for the future. It has nothing to do with this other than I read this and I went, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. That's, I, I, I understood it. Have you ever asked somebody, do you understand me? Anyone have, ever said that to someone? That is actually a horrible question, and here's why. Most people say, yeah, I understand you. The problem is they might understand something different than what you meant. So, so clarifying is great. So there's been times I thought I understood the scriptures and I got deeper in. I went, oh, I didn't quite understand them the way they were written. Now, this isn't a huge one, but um, this week I really got to understand this passage a little bit better. Let me look down. I think that's still good. In 2.15, actually, um, I'm going to start at 14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Amen. In that good, good passage this morning. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, 
we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? We've, we find out down a few, a few verses later, um, he goes off on a tangent. Paul goes off on tangents all the time um, when you're reading. Um, you know, they don't, things don't always connect. It's like a lot of rabbit trails. Um, if you went down to 3.5, he picks it up in a sense and says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. So, so he's admitting uh, that, that, you know, are we sufficient? Well, we're not sufficient ourselves, but God is sufficient. But the thing I want to point out here is, is 14, 15, 16, is that we are the fragrance. We're the aroma of Christ. And, and so I, I was thinking about that this week. And um, in, in the word of God, aromas are, are really important to God. In fact, um, I, I don't know what God looks like. Um, I know that he doesn't exist in a body like we know, um, but the scriptures teach us that he can smell. Now, is that a figurative smell or, or not? I'm not sure. But go to uh, Genesis 8 for a second. Verse 20. The aroma, our aroma, and the things that we do put off an aroma, and God smells that, if you will. And he is at times pleased with it, and a few times he's not. But in, in Genesis 8, after the flood, Noah takes some animals, and it says on 20, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird, and he offered it as a burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a, smooth, a soothing aroma, and the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. So Noah makes an offering to God, and God smelled it, and it was, it was a pleasing smell. God is pleased in the smell of our sacrifice. Go over uh, just a little bit uh, over to Leviticus chapter 1. And, and there's um, numbers of, of verses about the aroma, uh, sacrifice bringing an aroma. But Leviticus 1.9. So again, this is when, when the Lord was setting up the sacrificial system. Um, and he, he's, he's just, it's just simply talking about how to take care of the sacrifice. He says, he, he shall wash its entrails and its legs um, with water, and the priest shall burn, on, uh, burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. When the priest would make an offering, it was a sweet aroma. When we sacrifice to God, um, it's actually a sweet aroma. Go with me to Romans, New Testament, Romans chapter 12. Because I want to throw this in here real quick. When we talk about sacrificing, the, you know, sometimes God will call you, cause you to sacrifice something. He'll say, hey, I want you to give this up for me. Something maybe not, it's not bad, maybe it's not sinful. But he'll say, hey, I want you to, you know, cut out a TV. Uh, maybe it's for a time, maybe it's permanently. Um, he, he might ask you to, to, to give him something as a sacrifice, and that pleases the Lord. It's, when you do that, I think it creates this aroma. But in Romans 12, 1, the, be, the biggest and best sacrifice that the Lord wants from us is found there. It says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy and acceptable to God. This is your reasonable service. You know, as, as you present yourself to God, you become a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is really pleasing to the Lord. Um, as, we, as we serve him with our whole being, as our whole bodies, we become that sacrifice. It becomes an, a, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And in Ephesians 5, you can turn there if you want, 5.2, it says that walk in love as Christ also has loved us and he's given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Um, you know, we want to we wanna please him with our life. We want to become that sweet-smelling aroma back to Christ um, as, as an offering, as a sacrifice. And so the, this, this week, this morning, I want us to just begin to even prepare our hearts and say, Lord, God, I, I want to be a sacrifice to you. I, I want to be dedicated fully to you and and I want to be a sweet smelling sacrifice unto you in in back in in our key text this morning of Corinthians which I took my thing out which was really dumb so I had read that, and, and I, th I think I got the gist of it. And like you know, I, I, I think it was pretty accurate. But I, I found so much more this week in studying. You know, I thought, yeah, you know, we're we're an aroma as we go out into the world. We're we're an aroma. We're we need to 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 smell like to smell like Christ. You know, your 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 life, my life, as I go out there, um, should smell to other people like Christ. It's similar to anointing oil, which we have some up here. The anointing oil that was made uh, for the temple was a very special oil. Have you ever smelt anointing oil that we, that we use sometimes to pray for people? It's, um, you can use any oil, but there was a special uh, recipe that the Bible gives us um, in, in the Old Testament. Of, of, it doesn't give us the amounts, but it tells us what's in it. There's cinnamon, there's frankincense, there's myrtle. There's all these things that you mix together, and, and you get this sweet-smelling anointing oil that was only to be used by the priests. Now, uh, shepherds would anoint um, their sheep with oil. If you've read the Old Testament, uh, even in, in, you know, Psalms 23, he anointed my head with oil. Well, you know, shepherds would, would anoint, which means just basically, um, in this sense, it's basically just pouring something out upon it, covering it with it. But it, they, would, uh, they would pour oil over the, the, the sheep's head. And that Believe it or not, what that would do is it would cover their heads with oil so that the insects would slide off and couldn't burrow into their skin. And so you would anoint them. But, but the oil they would use would just be plain, usually like an olive oil. But for us, it was an olive oil mixed with uh, frankincense and myrrh and cinnamon and all these really fragrant um, uh, smells. And, and God was very specific that with anointing oil, you could not use that same oil for anything else. It was for the priests. It was for objects in the temple. Um, it was, uh, we would use it uh, to, to, you know, anoint the sick and, and pray for them. But in the Old Testament, it was, it was meant for the, the things that God was setting apart, which would mean that the things that God was setting apart that were, we use the word all the time in, in the church, anointed. The things that God had anointed had a smell. And it was a unique smell. It wasn't like any other smell because you couldn't use that smell anywhere else. 
So if, there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of um, people in the in the family um, of Aaron, where the priestly line came out of, and but not all of them were anointed as priests. But if you walk down the street and you pass somebody, you went, ah, oh, you're a priest. You've been anointed by God. I can smell the priesthood on you. In the New Testament, we are called priests. See, God made us a kingdom of, of priests. All of us are supposed to walk anointed. And if you will, as we walk down the streets, people should smell us and go, you are a priest of God. You have a smell to you. Now, our smell is not a literal smell. Our smell needs to come from Christ in us. So the idea of, of smelling certain things that lead you, you know, even as we said, you know, if you smell coffee, you know it's time to get up. Some of you uh, set your coffee timer so that it wakes you up. You know, it starts pouring your coffee and you're in bed. You go, okay, in five more minutes... I'm going to get up because there's going to be a, be a cup ready for me. I don't know if any of you do that, but I know a lot of people like to do it that way. And, and because it, there's a smell, there's a timing on that. Um, uh, not, not long ago, I was um, helping someone, and they had had a dog. And their dog had, they had, had, they had, had a puppy. And their puppy had done its business in the house a lot, and the smell was still there. You know tracking with me those you walk into the house and you go you have a dog and your dog doesn't know how to go outside and uh i was going to do some work at, uh at that at that house I, um and i was kind of um not looking forward to going in and working in the house and uh so one of the days when i showed up to do some work i walked in and i and i was like you know, it's like, oh, man, you, that, that's when you want to wear a mask. Um, I walked in and went, oh, I like this. I like this. They had made breakfast. And there was the smell of sausage and, and, and breakfast foods going. And I went, I can handle that. It made me hungry. But at least I wasn't smelling the other smell. It's kind of funny. And about an hour or so later, the other smell went out. We were back to the old thing. But... Um, you know, we have, there's those aromas, and um, as, as Christians, we want to bear an aroma of Christ. So going in 2 Corinthians, I hope this is, uh, it, it, maybe it's a little boring, but I hope you can get something out of that this morning, because it was really, really impressed me this week. Um, in verse four, 14, it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Well, first of all, anyone got a diffuser in their home? We have diffusers. We got them everywhere. And, you know, one room smells like one thing and one room smells like another. And you walk from room to room, depending on how Shannon feels in each room, is, is what that room is going to smell like. And we got, you know, scentsies and diffusers. And it's, it's really good. I think she's trying to tell me something. That's what it probably is. Um, but they're diffusers, and they take that, that scent, and it diffuses it through the air. It, it's not just over here in, in a corner. A diffuser mixes it in the air, and, and that's what we should be doing. And we do, we, it says that uh, 
he leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance, through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And then it goes on and says, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. I'm like, okay, so we're fragrance of Christ to, to those saved and to those that are dying. Okay, yeah, we should. People who are who are, are, are dying should still know that, yeah, we're a Christian. We smell like Christ. We're, we're representing him. And, and they, they should get around us. And, and, and really, it, it shouldn't be long um, when you're in a relationship with someone where they, where they go, in a sense, you're a Christian. They hear things, they notice things, and they go, hey, you are like Christ. You're different. Now, I could just heap a whole bunch of condemnation on us and say amen and we can go home, right? Because we, we, we need to be challenged. Do I smell like Jesus? What aroma do I have? And I want to hit this and, 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 and get this picture of what was happening um, a little bit more. Verse 16, well, let's stop. I'm going to get 16 in a second. So I, I didn't even understand where he was coming with all this sense and so knowing what's happening really helped me get the picture. I'm like, okay, so we're the fragments, and he's leading us in triumph. And, you know, and um, I had, I'd never studied this, this particular passage until this week. I mean, I've read it, but I didn't study it. So what's happening here is, is what he's talking about being led in triumph would be very, very familiar to those living in the area because what Rome would do when they were conquering, um, they would go out and they would do their battles, and they, of course, lots of people would die, but they would take prisoners, some who would surrender, some who were taken captive, and they didn't always kill them on the battlefield. Instead, what they would do is they would bring them back into the city. Um, and, and, the, either, and I'm not sure if it was always like Rome, but they would bring them back into the city. And the leader, sometimes it was, it was uh, the, the, the Caesar himself if he was in the battle, but the leader would be in front those who were leading the charge, he would be leading as the, 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 the victor in that sense. And then behind them, there would be groups. And there would be, of course, the warriors that fought. But there would, there would also be um, the, the, the captured, those that were captured. And they would be there without their weapons. Their weapons would be broken. And they would be chained up, chained up to the chariot wheels, being trounced through the city because they were now the, the, the defeated and, and so they were there and they knew what was coming for, for most of them or for some of them, at least they, they would be killed. They would, they'd get marched through the street, then they'd get out and they'd kill them. And then some would, would have um, become slaves and, and some of the people in time would, would have surrendered and they would actually join Rome. So you get, you think about this when Rome was conquering, you know, Rome, when it started, it was small. But the armies got bigger, and Rome got bigger. Well, who did it get bigger with? The conquered people. So you could get conquered one, one day, and, and sometime after that become part of the conquering. And you would be part of the army if they, they trusted you, and that's what, what was going. And so you have all these slaves. And then at the end, there would be priests who had incense, and they'd be swaying the incense back and forth, and the air would get filled with smoky incense. And, and it was a smell that you knew. Um, if you were familiar with Rome, you knew that smell. When you smelled that smell, if you were at home, you'd go, Ro they're here. They're here, and the conquered are coming with them. And you would go out, and you would see 
the conquered. You would see the victor and you would see the conquered. And in that picture, I was, I was reading it and I read a lot of commentaries and they don't all agree in this. Um, but as I was reading that, I'm like, wait, wait, who are we? And, and I was like, oh, are we the ones in the front? We're the ones in the, in the front. I want to be in the front. I want to be the, the conqueror. I want to be the triumphant. And I, and I was reading it and I said, so that's, that's awesome. And so of course, you know, we're out there and we're, we're the, we're the, we're the, we're the conquering and people know it. And it says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Wait, he's leading us in triumph. So he's, he's in triumph. Okay. And, and through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. We are to God, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. And then 16, listen to this to the one. We are the aroma of death leading to death. And to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? Now, and and I, I could be wrong here, but what I'm actually seeing in this picture is that we're the conquered. We're the conquered. We were being led. Now, now today, today you might be part of the conquering. But at one point, Christ came in as the victor and everyone was part of the conquered. Everyone who's ever lived was part of the conquered. Some saw the victor. Their life, they, they looked at this, this amazing warrior, if you will, and this warrior came to them and said, I stand against everything you stand against. And he made his statement about us. See, because no matter who you are and, and, and what you've done in your life, before you came to Christ, you stood against Christ. You were against him. I was against him. My thoughts were not his thoughts. No matter how good you are, think of Paul. We think, oh yeah, Paul was a murderous you know, person. Paul was upright. He was doing everything he thought God wanted him to do. He was trying to fulfill every part of the law. He was the best of the best. But compared to Christ, he became Christ was the victor and he became the defeated. Christ stood against him and he says, what are you doing? God knew what he was doing. And, and he says, but what do you mean? He says, you've been serving the wrong thing. You've been kicking up on the go against the goads. And Paul had to change his life and become defeated, even though he was in his eyes and the eyes of all of his countrymen righteous. That's the story for a lot of us. You know, not all of us have that story of I was such a, a horrible heathen guy. You know, you don't need that story. Some people think that, that you need the testimony of, oh, I did drugs and I started having, you know, being with women and when I was four. And I mean, you know, what crazy stuff. I mean, like, you know, your hear testimony like, you're bragging about how bad you were. Stop that. You know, and you think you had to have this horrible, horrible testimony most of our testimonies, I was just kind of normal. I was working. I was doing my thing. I, you know, we were upright. But Christ came 
when Christ came, we immediately became his conquered. Now, now let me explain that a little bit. At the end, everyone who lives will be on one of two sides. They will either be put to death. They will die as a conquered of Christ and they will go to hell. They are defeated. And, and as of right now, they're defeated. Now they can become part of those that got de get defeated, but join with Christ to become part of the triumphal army. See, at one point, all of us were just in that procession. We were defeated. And here's, here's, here's the difference for some of us. Some of us in that moment of being defeated, we surrendered. And we said, I don't want to be part of my land. I don't want to be part of my army anymore. I want to be part of yours. And I will sacrifice and I will give up everything I knew because I want to be part of this new kingdom. And to me, that becomes, starts becoming powerful. And so you get this picture. So, so we're being led, led, led at some point in our lives and, and most of you in this room made that choice or are in the process of it because the choice isn't like, I'm just going to go to church, but I am going to become part of the conquering kingdom. I'm going to give it all. Uh, I, I'm going to be part of this. I'm not just going to try to do my own thing. And we knew that we were going in to become slaves. Slaves is the new kingdom. And we says, but I'll take it. I agree with that kingdom. I want others go, no way, not me. And they go kicking and screaming. Some of you did that for years. Maybe you're still doing it. Kicking and screaming, going, I am not. I am not going to give in to this. So take, take the scripture again. To one, the aroma of life to life. The other, the aroma of death to death. We're all conquered. Some are going to life. Some are going to death. But the smell of the incense declares to people that they are either going to life or they're going to death the same smell Christianity smells like death to some and it smells like life to others you represent death surrender losing your losing your autonomy your independence giving in to something that other people don't want to give in to. They want to continually fight for their country, their country of disobedience, their country of not being part of the kingdom of God. That, that, that's why, guys, here's a newsflash for, for some of us, for some of you. People don't like you if you're a Christian. And you got to get used to it. See, there's something in me and, and, and in some of you, and this is for sure, I like to be liked. I want to be liked by everyone. And there's something in me that says, you know what, I want, I want non-Christians, all non-Christians to just love me. I do. I, I want to be liked. And, and, and I think, you know what, I can't. Because I smell like death to them. The death of their life that they don't want to give up. And that's why some people are always mean to you because you represent what they hate being conquered.
Now, what they also don't realize is they think that's a death, but they don't realize that there's another death. They're afraid of the first death of being conquered. But if they don't change when, they're, when they come to grips, when the warrior Christ comes to them, if they don't change and, and they don't actually surrender and let them be conquered and not just defeated. See, their defeat will, will end them in, in death. But when you get conquered, you get, in this sense, you get to become part of the conquering kingdom. Now, yeah, I, I think, and this is just, you know, whenever you see a, a parable, a comparison, don't take it too far. You know, not, not just be careful, not take it too far. Cause we, we do that a lot of time. It's not necessarily what it's saying. You can, if it helps you understand things and, and you see these, I, I, I sometimes will just keep going with it. And I kind of did that with this is, and I went, you know, I, at one point I went, Oh, I'm the, I'm the fragrant. I'm the, I'm the incense. I'm not, I'm not a slave. I'm not a conqueror. I'm just a, the incense in the back going, smell me, smell me. I don't know. Maybe that's all I am because I have a smell and that smell is what's, what's, what people are smelling, but they attach the smell to these two possibilities. They know that this smell represents there has been a person conquered and the people conquered are either going to death or to life. Slavery and being uh, becoming part of the kingdom that they weren't part of. And so as I was just praying about and, and, and going through that, I just went, Lord, I want to be, I want to I have the smell that reminds people th that you are the conqueror and that I could be an example to help other people to be conquered in the right way. We, we want to help people come to Christ. We will do that if we represent him well. If we go back to the idea of the, the sacrifices that are pleasing to God, is your smell pleasing to God? When you're living your life, you know, it's kind of a weird, but does God go, I like it? Or does he go, oh, what'd you do? We want to be pleasing to him. And, and everything you do sets off an aroma. There's going to be a lot more deodorant bought after this, uh, this message. <laughs> you know, everything you do, you, 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 we, we put off an aroma. We get to be, we sacrifice ourselves. We give ourselves freely. And when we give ourselves, it's, it's all over. We, we become part of, of Christ and his army. And his conquering, I mean, Christ has come to conquer, but he has come to win people. He does, his desire is not to kill people. His, his desire is to bring them to his side, to grow his, his place. Now, there, there are some who just, you know, when they've conquered the world, they think, like, I don't want to bring them into us. I just want their land. Let's go and kill them all. That's not what God's trying to do. What God says is, I want to expand my kingdom. And when I come to your land, when I come and knock on your door, I want to conquer you. But I want you to say, I give up. 
You know, I thought I had it all. I thought my land was the best. But I see now that your land is the best. That you are a king worthy of following. I've been following a different king. And I, man, I like my king. My king gave me a lot of stuff that I thought I liked. But now I see you. Jesus is a different type of king. Conquer me. I'll be your slave. I'll be your slave. And then, you know, this is where it starts getting. And, and someday we get to be part of, you know, then we get to be part of that thing where we go out and help him conquer people. You know, evangelism and sharing our faith. We get to go and, and do that. But what's that smell? You know, I, was, man, I, I thought about playing that song. Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? It's a little sacrilegious because they're talking about a whole different smell. You know, the smell that, that, that when you're, you're part of, you, you, everyone knows it. But, uh, but that is, when you walk in a room, when you're at work, when you're with your family, when you're private, when you're anywhere, when you're with your buds, when you're with your girlfriends, people should go, what's that smell? And they do. And, and sometimes they go, you smell just like me. I don't want to smell like the world. Sometimes, and what we want is that you smell like a priest. You smell different. And, and in some of those situations, they don't really want you around. If, if you can hang out with all of your unsaved friends and none of them are ever uncomfortable around you, I want to challenge you. They should be a little uncomfortable. Because if they're not uncomfortable around you at all, not that they feel judged, but actually they'll do that too. They will feel judged, not because you judge them, but because they actually are judged. They're judged by the king of kings. But if, if in all of your circles of unsaved people, if nobody's a little uncomfortable, and then you might not have a strong enough aroma. There's, there's times when we're out with our, our friends and things that we need to go, hey guys, I'll see you next week. I'm not gonna, you, know, you don't even have to tell them. I'm not gonna do what you're gonna do because it's naughty. <laughs> That's a manly thing, right? Naughty. But you go, hey, guys, I'll see you next week. Why? Because you know what's coming next. And, and you can't be a part of that. You don't want to just turn a blind eye to it. And you don't want to judge them. And you just go, I'm done. I'm out. It's fun. Spent a couple hours with you, but I can't do this next part. And because you have an aroma. You have a place that God wants you to be. In. And I, you need to pray, God, what is it that you want me to say? Hey, I don't even want to be part of that. I need to remove myself. Others taking a stand, and, and when it's time to say, hey, we need to not do that, whatever it is, you need to pray. That, that's where you, nobody can tell you the specifics in every situation God can. But what's your aroma? What's that smell? We want to have it. Don't just cover it up with good bacon smells because <laughs> the bacon's going to waft away, and it's gonna, you know, your smell's going to come back around. To, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing.
You know, if you're Catholic, this really might mean some neat things to you. Because in, in Catholic churches and some other churches, uh, you know, in Guatemala, they had incense all the time. They had a Semana Santa where they had light incense. And, and man, the whole houses, you're, I mean, the streets were just full of smoke. And they had smells. And it's like you knew it was time for Semana Santa. So that means Holy Week. It's Easter week, Passion Week. And you know, it's like, oh, it's Passion Week. Smelled it. You know what it, you know what it represented. For you, if you grew up in a Catholic church, you might have smells that when they would light certain candles and, and, and incense and things, and, and they might bring these things like, that's the smell of God. Well, it might not be the smell of God, but it's the smell of people po pointing towards God. We want to have that same aroma. And to other people, they go, yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near that, that aroma because that reminds me that I'm not part of it and I don't want to be part of it. The fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to the one, the aroma of death leading to death. To the other, the aroma of life leading to life. Some of those people in your life, you're just going to always stink like death to them. And you just All you can do is keep smelling, just putting out that fragrance. But other people, they see you and they go, I want what you have. It might be a while before they surrender themselves. Keep being ar aromatic for Jesus. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, fully surrendered to him. No, you know, we don't get to do that. Okay, I've been conquered, but I'm going to pretend to like my conquer, but in the back, I'm going to be his betrayer. He knows. It's fully surrender and start smelling like the aroma of Jesus. Let's, let's close in prayer. God, wherever I go, I ask that you would help me to smell like you. Help me to, to have an aroma to the world that points to you. God, um, not to hypocrisy, not to rob. I don't want to point to myself, but point to you. God, and I know that in that, some will be drawn to you. You've, you've called us all a city on a hill. Um, you've, you've said that we're a, a light to the world. God, we're, we're to be salt and light. God, and some will, will see us, they'll experience us, and we will have you. We will have been anointed by you. We will be priests. We will smell like you, and we will help them to want to come to be conquered by you. And others that will come across who will harden their hearts may never want to be conquered. They will, they will go kicking and screaming. God, I just pray that we would be faithful. We would just shine for you, that we would just smell like you in all places and let you do the work. Help us to be faithful. Help us to uh, fully give you our lives as a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you an aroma pleasing to you, in Jesus' name. Amen.